Washington, D.C., this is On the Ground. Free, free Palestine! Free, free Palestine! Free, free Palestine! One, two, three, four! One, two, three, four! Occupation no more! Occupation no more! Our land is our inheritance from our ancestors and remains our legacy for our children. From undaunted lid to ancient Jericho, to captive Jerusalem, to besieged Gaza, to tortured Hebron, to Palestinian refugee camps, and to Palestinians and allies all over the world. Together we rise, together we will liberate our Palestine. Every single person who refuses to utter the word apartheid, every single person who refuses to utter the word genocide, every single person who refuses to utter the word occupation, if you can't say occupation, you are not an ally in our liberation. Take your sanitized nonsense and keep it away from us. All that and much more coming up. Welcome to On the Ground, onthegroundshow.org, Voices of Resistance from the nation's capital. I'm Esther Averam. And in the aftermath of Israel's bombing of Gaza, killing more than 250 people, including 66 children, tens of thousands converged on Washington, D.C. on Saturday, May 29th for the National March for Palestine. Sparked initially by violent incidents that went viral of Israel's seizure of homes of Palestinians in East Jerusalem and Israeli soldiers firing on worshippers at the Al-Aqsa Mosque. The march is part of a mass global solidarity movement that is demanding an end to Israel's system of occupation and apartheid, demanding an end to U.S. military funding to Israel, and calling for a renewed campaign of boycotts, divestment, and sanctions to target the apartheid state. We spend the hour with our coverage at the Lincoln Memorial, hearing from speakers and attendees determined to tell Palestinian story of more than seven decades of resistance to settler colonialism. It is my honor to introduce the chairman of American Muslims for Palestine, Dr. Hatim Bazian. Assalamu alaikum. We first need to begin with recognizing the land that we're standing on today. I speak today with the permission of the indigenous people of this land. And we recognize as Palestinians that we can't speak of Palestine without recognizing that we are on a stolen land. You cannot speak of settler colonialism in Palestine without recognizing what happened to the indigenous people in this land. Second, I speak to you today while recognizing brought to this country in the halls of shift and continue to face the atrocities, the murders, the massacre. And just yesterday, we were commemorating the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre. You cannot speak of Palestine without recognizing that the freedom dignity, equality, and struggle of our black brothers and sisters 
are connected to Palestine. I reminded people yesterday that Malcolm X was in Gaza. Let me repeat this. Malcolm X was in Gaza. Huey Newton of the Black Panther Party visited the refugee camps. The Black Panther Party met with the Palestinians. So you cannot actually say that Palestine was absent of the struggle in America. Palestine was central to the struggle of America from the time that MLK was on these steps to our current day. Also, just a few days, we have the one-year anniversary of the murder of George Floyd. And as we struggle for George Floyd, we need to remember the 22 members of Al-Qawlaq family that were wiped out by Israeli bombing. These are the connections that we need to make. Our struggle is interconnected. There are some, what I call them, Johnny come lately. Do you know these people? You know these people that are liberal, progressive, except on Palestine? And you know I come from Berkeley, where we are sometimes progressive on everything. A cat stuck in the tree, we have a petition, rightly so. A dog that is injured, we have a rally for. Some of my students hug trees, and that's good because our prophet hugged the tree. But when it comes to Palestine, they go with Elon Musk to Mars. They're missing constantly. Today we say progressive acceptance Palestine is no longer acceptable. To come and say that Palestine is complicated is not acceptable. For me, physics is complicated. Fuzzy math is complicated. Ordering one of these menus in the restaurants that goes on for pages is complicated. Settler colonialism is not complicated. So Palestine is not a complicated cause. It's very simple and direct. Now I will need you to correct your history. Palestine was not colonized in 1948. It was colonized when the British, in 1917, colonized Palestine. It was colonized with the Belfort Declaration. It was colonized with the Sykes-Picot Agreement. Let me remind you that the British incubated the Settler Zionist Project as the last settler colonial project to be commissioned to be implemented at the expense of the indigenous people. So we need to be very firm that Belfort Declaration, Sykes-Picot Agreement, and all the agreements from 1917 till today represent colonial legalism. It represents dispossession of indigenous Palestinians. It represents meetings at the higher-ups, whether in Europe or the United States, that at the core dispossesses the Palestinians. We have Palestinians, we had the predicament of having to know every American Secretary of State by name, every American envoy, every British so-called sophisticated diplomat that comes in 
knowing that they are coming to represent settler colonialism, protecting Israel at the expense of the Palestinians. Let me tell those people time and time again that the days of representing settler colonialism and Zionism is over. It is over. Palestinians are facing Zionism, facing European Eurocentric power, American power, and increasingly Muslim Zionist power. You need to understand that. I speak of Jewish Zionism, Christian Zionism, and Muslim Zionism. You have to confront all systematically. And let me speak to Christian theologians who think speculative theology and the end of time has to be brought by actually dispossessing the Palestinians. We said to them that speculative theology, the Prophet Muhammad, Moses, Jesus, all of them are not the salesmen for the military industrial complex. They don't come on the F-16, the M-1 tanks, or any of this that attempts to use power, war, dispossession as a way to articulate spirituality. So we need to be very firm in understanding. I'm going to conclude with the following. For us, we need to demand the following. One, immediate, unconditional lifting of the siege on Gaza. Let me repeat, immediate, unconditional lifting of the siege on Gaza, because that is what international law requires. Second, we need to hold Israel accountable in the International Criminal Court. Netanyahu is a criminal war, committed in war crimes. We need to take Israel to the International Criminal Court. Third, we need the implementation of the four Geneva Conventions. Palestinians should be protected, not demonized. Lastly, as we see the New York Times finally put the pictures of Palestinians on the front page, the media time and time again have erased the Palestinians. And I will conclude with the following. The bullet of a police officer might kill a black person in the street. The bomb of Israel might destroy Al Qawlaq family. We might see the destruction visited on the Palestinians. But that is one crime. But when the media erases the Palestinians, erases the blacks, erases Native Americans, erases Asians, it kills them in our consciousness. It kills them time and time again that we begin to think of those who are victims to be the criminals and make think of the criminals as being the victim. So we need to take the media into accountability and responsibility. No longer a ragers is to be accepted. New York Times or other, you could speak about Fox, but the New York Times CNN do the same thing time and time again, so we need to challenge the media narrative. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. That was Hatem Bazian, National Chair for the American Muslims for Palestine, speaking at the National March for Palestine. This is On the Ground, Voices of Resistance from the nation's capital. Now back to our coverage of the march. Let's go. 
National March for Palestine. And so tell me your name and why you came out today. My name is Claire Cook, and I came out here today to be in solidarity with Palestinians against the brutal apartheid state of Israel. And the reason why I care so much about this is just a belief that until we're all free, none of us can be free. So as long as Palestine is occupied, as long as they're facing genocide, we can't experience any true liberation here in the United States or anywhere else. Why do you think that it, it made such a difference? The uh, solidarity movement has grown so much this time. So I definitely think the summer, the uprising against racism, when millions of people took to the streets against racist police terror and against systemic racism. And because of that, more and more people are studying other movements and studying history and studying other liberation struggles. And they're making the connections between what we're hap what's happening here in the U.S. and what happens abroad. And understanding that one of the reasons why we have such brutal conditions for working class people in the U.S. is because, you know, we have a government that spends billions of dollars supporting states like Israel. So people are really investigating the root cause and seeing these other struggles that are because of what our U.S. state is doing. My name is Martha Allen, and I'm here because it's important that the American people stand up and say we don't want money going for killing for an occupation, for the theft of land. And why do you think that is different this time in terms of the solidarity movement that's, that's uh, sprouted up behind uh, Palestinians? I think it was a combination of a lot of things. You know, certainly seeing people removed, knowing that they are being removed for their homes and out of East Jerusalem and that this has been going on for, you know, 70 plus years, but it is still going on. That and just the ongoing occupation with independent media and, and more voices, people see more what's going on. The bombing certainly was a clincher on top of the campaign in 2014 where you know hundreds of children were killed and then more this time enough enough and the even the democratic administrations give billions of dollars for killing it's our weapons so we must do everything we can to stop the occupation I noticed that your, your vest for Code Pink says stop Israeli war crimes. Do you think that more people are becoming more conscious of these things as war crimes? Yes, I think they are. It's still very difficult because the corporate media distorts what's going on and tells only the Israeli perspective and not voices of the Palestinians. But for the first time, the New York Times and the Washington Post had some information that I had never seen there before. So I, it's not just our independent media, it's they, they can't hide what is going on anymore. And, you know, so I think for the first time, there's really a chance of sustained change. Long live Palestine! Long live Palestine!
introduce our next speaker, Sister Zaina Ashwawi, board member of the Virginia Coalition for Human Rights. Give it up for Zaina. Wow, thank you. My name is Zaina Ashwawi Hutchison. I was raised in a city called Ramallah. But I was born like my father before me in Jerusalem, the capital of Palestine. I was exiled in 2009, and on my documents, Israel claimed that my nationality was undefined. Little do they know that we will return, despite the racist manufactured pieces of paper and war crimes. We are here because we will not be silenced. We will not disappear. We are here to wake up people's conscience, challenge complacency, and call out those who empower ethnic cleansing of Palestine. But look at all of you. Look at the energy and power generated by the thousands in defiance of imperialism and Zionist settler colonialism. This energy that has engulfed all those around the world who have experienced or witnessed dispossession, oppression, and denial in its different forms. We are part of a community of conscience who reject the toxicity of racism and apartheid, who call out with us for freedom and justice, who bravely refuses to be complicit through inaction, and who took up the banner of freedom, dignity, and humanity for one applies to all of us. We will overcome adversity. Our cause is shared, a shared quest and we will redeem history. We will also not be fooled by hollow gestures and statements by politicians made as seat warmers for their political aspirations. And then behind the curtains of cowardice and betrayal, they fund Palestinian erasure and empower hate and discrimination. Hold them accountable. We are here to remind them that liberation is a right, not a gift. We don't ask for permission to end apartheid. We demand it. We don't ask for permission to return to our homeland. We demand it. We don't ask for permission to free Palestine. We demand it. We will not back down. We will not be defeated. We will not surrender and we will not submit. Over generations, we Palestinians have maintained. If they oppress us, we will resist. If they ignore us, we won't go away. If they imprison us, we will break our chains. Together we rise together.
when we leave today, remember that you carry with you our hopes, trust, stories, and aspirations. Keep your head held high and walk beside us. Don't be shaken by intimidation. We will never stop until liberation and self-determination. Free, free Palestine! Free, free Palestine! Free, free Palestine! أناديكم أشد على أياديكم وأبوس الأرض تحت نعالكم وأقول وفيكم أناديكم أشد على That was Zina Ashwari Hutchison of the Virginia Coalition for Human Rights speaking at the Lincoln Memorial on May 29th. This is On the Ground, now back to our coverage of the National March for Palestine. My name is Amr Zahir. Good to see everybody. Let's try it again. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Louder. Free, free Palestine. A lot of things make me happy, but nothing makes me happier than seeing tens of thousands of Palestinians and our allies here in the streets of Washington, D.C. We come from a long line of beautiful people. They said that they came to a land without a people, but that's not true. They stole our land, they kicked us out, and they don't let us come back. That's how simple it is. We come from a long line of beautiful Palestinians, Edward Said. Mahmoud Darwish, Hanan Ashrawi, and then you go back further. We are the land of our main man, Jesus. He was one of us. He didn't have blonde hair and blue eyes. Everyone tries to say that Palestine is complicated. I'm here to tell you all today that this is not complicated. We have to use the right words when we talk about Palestine. Is it a conflict? No. Is it a conflict? No. no, it's occupation. It's apartheid. It's racism. When they are kicking Palestinians out of their house in Jerusalem, is it evictions? Is it evictions? No, it's ethnic cleansing. It's racism. This is not complicated. They're going to try to complicate it for you on the news. This is not complicated. They say we've been fighting for a thousand years. No, we haven't. That's a lie. This is not complicated, everybody. They try to complicate it for you. And now they're going to call us all anti-Semites. They're going to say that we hate people. Our movement is not just Palestinians and Arabs anymore. We have here with us today our Latino brothers and sisters. We have our Pakistani brothers and sisters here with us today. We have our South Asian, we have Turkish brothers and sisters, Persians. We have our Jewish brothers and sisters. We have everybody with us. And we have our black brothers and sisters here with us today as well. This is not complicated. 
They have separate roads for Jews and non-Jews in the West Bank. Keep it simple. This is not complicated. We have a name for that. It's called ethnic cleansing. It's called apartheid. Use the right words. When you go to a Black Lives Matter rally, you see Palestinian flags. When you go to a Trump rally, you see Israeli flags. This is not complicated. Okay? When they march down the street, they say, death to Arabs. When we march down the street, we say, free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. This is not complicated. Don't make it complicated. Don't let them complicate it for you. Let everyone understand that the movement for Palestine is no longer just a movement with Palestinians and Arabs. This is a movement with all human beings for universal peace and universal human rights for all. And to all the politicians out there, we have a message for you. We see you. When you say that Israel has a right to defend itself, that means Israel has a right to murder children. We see you. When Joe Biden says unwavering support and they're not overreacting in Gaza, we see you. They came into our communities and they ate hummus and they said salamu alaikum so we would save them all from Trump and Donald Trump. Well, you know what? They asked us to save democracy from Donald Trump. Now we are asking everybody to save Palestine from Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. All right, I'm done. So let me tell everybody here, let's hear it again. Maybe they need to hear us up in the skies. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. From the river to the sea. From the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. If Martin Luther King was here today, he would say, free, free Palestine. If Malcolm X was here today, he would say, free, free Palestine. If Rosa Parks was here today, she'd say, free, free Palestine. And if our main man, Jesus, was here today, he would be marching with us down the streets of Washington, D.C. and saying, free, free Palestine. Louder, free, free Palestine. Biden, Biden, you will see. Palestine will be free. Biden, you will learn. Refugees will return. Refugees will return. Israel, you can't hide. We charge you with genocide. Ayman Hamous, the Executive Director of Muslim American Society National. Assalamu alaikum, brothers and sisters. Thank you for coming today. I spoke here in 2009 when Gaza was attacked late 2008, and we came here 2012, 2014, and we are here today. And let us set the records straight. This is not a struggle between Israel and Hamas. This is a struggle between the Palestinian people and apartheid regime that stole the land of Palestine. This is the struggle of the Palestinian people with the regime that did not kill only 67 children. It killed 2,200 children in the last 20 years. This is a struggle of the Palestinian people with the regime that demolished 48,000 Palestinian homes 
in the la since 1967, over 53 years, every single day there are two to three homes being demolished in Palestine. And every given day, we give $10.5 million from our tax money to this regime. This needs to stop today. And for the White House, for those politicians who keep telling us that Israel has the right to defend itself, not the Palestinian, and keep sending money, we tell them, you know what? Keep your upcoming Ramadan iftars and Eid celebrations for yourself. We tell these people that we're here to support those who are oppressed in Palestine. And I tell my Palestinian brothers and sisters one word. You know what? Resist. Just resist. This is your only option to, to get the rights. We don't ask the Palestinian people to be given the rights. They will get the rights through resistance. Because when people are occupied, resistance is justified. You say it with me. When people are occupied, resistance is justified. When people are occupied, resistance is justified. Thank you so much. Free, free Palestine! Long live Palestine! Palestine is our demand! No peace on stolen land! And remember the greatest chant of all, Takbir! 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 Our next speaker is Anthony DiLorenzo Green, a core member of Black Lives Matter DC. Give it up. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. My name is Anthony Lorenzo Green, and I am a core organizer of Black Lives Matter DC. And I'm here to tell you to bring a message from the black side of Washington, D.C. The black side of D.C. that gets oppressed every day by the same police departments. They get trained by the Israeli Defense Forces. Same police departments, 32 independent police departments right here. Jeffrey Price, Trey Joyner, Vidal Hall, the list is long. That's why it's easy for solidarity to be an action for black folks. Black people know what oppression looks like. We know when Zionists try to twist the words of black brothers across the world and say, oh, let's, let's don't, don't talk about South Africa. That's different. It ain't different. We know what it is. Anytime, anytime you can wake up and see bombs dropping on the babies of this world, all babies, all people, that's why I can stand here and say, I'm not just an ally, I'm your comrade. I'm in this struggle with you. Our struggles are connected. That's why Palestinian flags were flying in Black Lives Matter protests last year and years before that, because our struggles are connected. We can say it, we can claim it, and we can speak loudly and clearly that Israel is an apartheid state. It is time to end settler colonialism. It is time to end the ethnic cleansing. It is time to stop the genocide. It is time 
That was Anthony Lorenzo Green, core organizer with Black Lives Matter DC, speaking at the National March for Palestine. At the rally, there were sometimes different circles of speakers happening at the same time. Code Pink formed one circle in the crowd. So if any of you have heard of Max Blumenthal, a great writer on these issues, has a website now called The Gray Zone, and he's written wonderful things on Palestine, and he's here with his wife and little baby. Yay! I didn't really expect to speak, so I got Tallulah with me, but thank you, Medea, thank you. Thank you, everyone being out here. According to the Anti-Defamation League, also known as the Defamation League, this is an anti-Semitic incident. Now, they, they cooked up a wave of anti-Semitic incidents a week after being humiliated militarily and politically by, first of all, a guerrilla resistance faction in a besieged entity that has been held under siege for over 10 years, and by common people all around the world of all faiths who came out to voice their opposition for apartheid more loudly, strongly than they ever have before. I've been in this for 15 years, and I've been questioning Zionism for longer than that, and this is the biggest wave of opposition to apartheid and support for equality in Palestine that I have ever seen. And so, it's understandable that the Israel lobby would claim that all of us are anti-Semites and try because they're trying to criminalize this movement. And we're here to say that we're not going to let them do it. We are going to criminalize apartheid. We are going to delegitimize the racist ideology of Zionism that defines one group as superior to another and allows them to take their homes and their land. And we are going to question the logic that they're using to define us as anti-Semites. Because what they are saying, first of all, and they say this about me, a Jew, that anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. They say anti-Zionism. So what does that mean? That means that Judaism is Zionism. That's what they're saying. The Israel lobby is saying Judaism is Zionism. Who else says that? Who else uses Israel's crimes to implicate all Jews? Anti-Semites do that. Neo-Nazis do that. Fascists do that. So they are actually using an anti-Semitic logic to define us who oppose Zionism and apartheid as anti-Semites. And so we need to understand that Judaism, the prophetic voice of Judaism, is thousands of years older than Tel Aviv, a city that was built atop the Palestinian village of Manshia that saw its entire population have their homes bulldozed, that saw the Palestinian population of Yaffa literally pushed into the sea under cannon fire, that saw them sent to the Gaza Strip, that saw the Gaza Strip be filled with 70% refugees. And what do we see in the Gaza Strip? We see prisoners and refugees resisting their imprisonment against their jailers. The people of the Gaza Strip have the right not just to survive, they they have the right to resist just as Jews in the Warsaw Ghetto did. And I'll leave you with that message today.
Resist! 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 Freedom! Thank you, Max. And who else would like to speak out here? Hi everyone, thank you for being here. My name is Fadis. I live actually in Jerusalem and Philistine and I've been stuck here since all of this happened. So it's so nice seeing all of you here today. You know, unfortunately the past few weeks we've seen brutal violence. For once, we've all been seeing it. It's not just in Palestine, but we're able to experience it through screens. And that's amazing, but if I can do one thing here, it's talk about what the media will never show you. How Zionist apartheid goes deeper than just ethnic cleansing and wars. And I'll share a personal experience. I was 15 traveling alone, and I was going through Tel Aviv airport. I was giving permission to do so. As a result of that, we are of course subjected to lots of checkpoints, lots of security checks. I remember I got pulled to what we like to joke is the VIP section, only for Palestinians and people they think is dangerous. And of course, as part of the VIP treatment, you get put into a small room with a curtain. As a 14-year-old, I stood there confused of what was going to happen next. The first soldier comes in with a gun, the second with some weird machine that they would soon use on me, rub all over my body. They started by asking me to take off my shirt and pull down my shorts and I stood there in my underwear. They then began to pat down my body as a 14-year-old. They then brought their machine and rubbed it all over my body. They then left, kept me in there half naked for five minutes and came back and said, you are no threat. I said, I know. But at that point, the damage was done and I felt I lost all power. I lost my voice. I lost my humanity. A 14 year old in his underwear with two soldiers touching all over him to tell him he is not a threat. But today, when I look around and I see Palestinians from Palestine, Palestinians in diaspora, our Jewish brothers and sisters, our Muslim brothers and sisters, our African American brothers and sisters, everybody here, I am reclaiming my power. We are reclaiming the Palestinian power. Each of your presence here is claiming the power of a Palestinian who has lost it back home. And that means a lot. Our power is in numbers, our power is in diversity, and our power is standing up for human rights. Free, free, free Palestine! Free, free, free Palestine! Free, free, free Palestine! Free, free, free Palestine! From the river to the sea! From the river to the sea! National March for Palestine, and I heard you speak at the uh, the Circle for Co Pink. So, do you want to give everybody your name and why you came out today? Yeah, my name is Fadis, and I'm Palestinian. I'm here today because Israel needs to answer for 73 years of not being held accountable. We've witnessed hundreds of children and family be murdered and displaced in the past few weeks, and the whole world is now able to see it. And as a result of that, I'm out here like everybody else, protesting for what's right and holding the Israeli government accountable. So why do you think that there's been such a more of an outpouring of solidarity for Palestinian people this time from around the world? I think it's because people have been so out of touch with their humanity that after they were forced to sit in their house for a year, they had to reevaluate their values. And as a result of that, we saw movements like BLM set the agenda for what's next for human rights. Also, the use of social media and being able to show directly what's happening without the media bias we keep seeing is why so many people are outraged and taking to the streets to protest. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about the connection for Black Lives Matter, because a lot of people, you know, I guess they don't really think about that, but you think that it has had a tremendous impact on other social movements. 
Yeah, a lot of the reasons why Black Lives Matter especially set the agenda is because as Palestinians, we were taught about Nelson Mandela and Malcolm X and all of what they did for Palestine. So we feel that mutual connection that our struggles are united. And the Black Lives Matter movement was, I think, one of the first to call out privileged people. The people who have been in privilege for so long felt called out and took to the streets. So once again, we're following Black Lives Matter movements and calling out the privileged people and hoping they'll follow us into the streets. So what do you, what do you want to see happen now? What I want to see happen is justice. What I want to see is that 73 years of a brutal occupation and apartheid be answered for. I want to see the United States government stop funding war crimes. I want to see my tax money not going to the murder of my people. And more than anything, I just want to see people coming to sense with their humanity and fighting for Palestinian rights and realizing that Palestinian rights are not tied to anti-Semitic attacks. It's not tied to anti-Jewish rhetoric. It's solely tied to human rights. The, the story you told about the police officers or soldiers or whoever they were that stopped you at the airport, it reminded me that in Israel, the population seems to be something that needs to be addressed because from what I understand, it's become more and more right-wing, more and more people don't really, they're separated from the occupation, they uh, they condone what's happened in Gaza, they condone the children being killed. You have extremely right-wing people in the Knesset, so... Yeah, someone from Jerusalem, what do you say needs to happen in Israel? It's exactly what's happening in the U.S. We're seeing white supremacists, white settlers, white colonizers continue to be brutal and violent and not be held accountable. Nobody says anything to them or stops it. And that's exactly what we're seeing in Israel. We're seeing a far-right party. We're seeing white colonial settlers coming into indigenous Palestinian lands and kicking the people out. It's a global trend. The far-right is rising and Israel is no exception. And I need all of us to demand as follows, embargo and sanctions until the dismantlement of all settler colonizing projects, sanctions and embargo until the dismantlement of all institutions of apartheid. The immediate return of all Palestinian refugees to their homes and lands. And as you call for the right for Palestinians to live, you must call for the right of Palestinians to be protected, to be protected in their right to defend themselves. Because Palestinians, the Palestinian resistance, and Palestinian freedom fighters fight for all of us. So long live our freedom fighters. Speaker is the executive director of American Muslims for Palestine. Give it up for Dr. Osama Abu Shaid. Assalamu alaikum. How is everybody doing here? Alhamdulillah. Ready to march? Tired? Well, the Palestinian people are not. They're not. They didn't give up. They're still standing tall on their land. 
join the campaign to sanction Israel. Your voices are being heard. Believe in yourself and Palestine will be free whether they like it or not. Free, free Palestine! Please give it up for our next speaker, Tahani Salah, Palestinian poet from Brooklyn, proud to announce one of our very own. Give it up for Tahani! you all to know that I came into what I do as a spoken word artist because I wanted to take back the narrative of our people. So when I say take back, you say our story. Take back. Our story. Take back. Our story. 1967 Palestine said a girl in a hollow rained out cave watching her tears fall in sequence to the injustice of a land and a people. These tears flooded the history of a heart, never to forget what war and innocence looks like. My mother, in all her years of living, has never turned her back on what freedom looks like. To the politicians that hunger after an Israeli Zionist love affair that say Palestinians never existed, say her history was never written, that her children would never have a story to tell. Tell them, tell them I cashed the first payment on my grave the day I was born. Don't tell me we don't know hardship. Tell them I stood to tell the stories of children who did not live long enough to rot their teeth, but long enough for the world to see their rotting bodies. Tell them we spoke of those souls running through the fields of heaven, grasping at God with their fingertips, sermon in the last of their laughter. Tell them we were the people that knew beauty at the bottom of our feet for the journey we had to walk, that God tilts little in the sky to let us know he hasn't turned his back on us to the back between hearts and fiction is a mortal's love. Free Palestine! Free Palestine for every mother whose son dies an unwarranted death. The gift to buy, the burden born to bear. Tell them we come from hurricane crashing walls. Wisdom given in sermon and chaos of confusion. Like daydreams, like daybreak, like infinite rod spines of faith. I leave you notes in the corner of the world. The God is the only one that's kept his word and I'm not willing to walk out the door without a deal. Tell them we used to hold tsunamis under our eyelids. Now we hold the wall of explosives under our tongue next to wisdom and worship, gratitude, and godly. I hope you stumble upon our lessons soon, but there's more than a message of existence. Tell them there are little girls in caves sharing tears with God, knowing freedom will come someday. Free! Free Palestine! Free! Free Palestine! And I want to say for the first time in a long time where people are coming out from Palestine. People today know that the fight in Palestine is the fight for all of us. People in Gaza, their resilience, their resistance is not only fighting against the occupation. It's not only fighting against Israeli settler colonialism. It's fighting against American imperialism. It's fighting against Western colonialism. And it's fighting against capitalism. Injustice in Palestine is the injustice here. And the people in Palestine are fighting for all of our people around the world. I want to give it a blast to our Sheikh Omar Suleiman to address us.
because we told him, he actually he told me he booked a flight, he came. Give it up to our Sheikh Omar Sulaiman and then Tal will be with you to announce how we're marching. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim in the name of Allah, the most compassionate, the most merciful. I know we have a lot of umbrellas up. But I want you to recognize that as the rain falls, our supplications are answered. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, give victory to our oppressed brothers and sisters. Oh Allah, every word that we have set out here is a complaint from our hearts about the oppression and the cruelty to our brothers and sisters. Oh Allah, give them victory. Oh Allah, comfort their grieving ones. Oh Allah, have mercy on their martyred ones. Oh Allah, give them strength and courage and perseverance. Some of us are here and have family in Palestine. And while we were Zoom calling with them, we could hear the bombs falling in the background. We're not worried about the rain out here. We could hear the airstrikes in the background and the worst part about it was that it was normal. That eight-year-olds have to walk the streets in Gaza and it's normal to hear bombs in the background. That our families that walk the streets in Jerusalem hear bullets outside and hear people screaming and they don't even flinch. And it's normal to them. We reject that normalcy. Dear brothers and sisters, so many of us come from a people that were expelled from those lands. When you have people that in the name of a false birthright, in the name of ethno-supremacy from Long Island, New York, that can walk into a house in Jerusalem or Sheikh Jarrah and say, if I don't steal it, someone else will steal it. That's a shame on every single person who tries to whitewash that crime. Every single person who refuses to utter the word apartheid. Every single person who refuses to utter the word genocide. Every single person who refuses to utter the word occupation. If you can't say occupation, you are not an ally in our liberation. Take your sanitized nonsense and keep it away from us. But dear brothers and sisters, there are 547 children in 2014 that never made the cover of a New York Times. That never made the cover of a Haaretz. They matter too. There are thousands of children that were wounded and disabled and that are traumatized for life. We're here for them. And how dare those fools raise their voice and say that this is wrong. They fear our humanity. Because if people start to see Palestinians as human beings, maybe, just maybe, their conscience will wake up. Maybe the war crimes will bear on their conscience. Maybe they'll start to make connections with our militarized police departments being trained by an occupying military and putting the same knees on necks here that are put on the necks on our brothers and sisters in Al-Aqsa. They might make the connection. They might make the connection, and if they make the connection, then young people of conscience, of all faiths and backgrounds that are here, will stand up and reject that false narrative, reject the rhetoric of both sides, embrace the full struggle, no matter who stands against them. They're afraid of the humanization of Palestinians. Because if you humanize them, then you can't disregard them anymore. Dear brothers and sisters, 
We know who the fascists are. We know the people that make no secret about their contempt for the Palestinian people. But it's those people that issue those all lives matter type statements. It's those hypocritical, bankrupt, democratic politicians that had nothing to say for weeks before Gaza, for weeks before the rockets flew, and have had nothing to say since the so-called ceasefire. And they might just bury the Palestinian cause in some empty message of concern in the middle of their statement and say that we hope for a two-state solution, one in which settlement expansion has increased by threefold, all while they throw those empty platitudes towards us, and then tell us that our movements for justice are not okay. Tell us how we can protest. Tell us how we can resist. How dare you use the language of peace to suffocate the work of justice? That is not your right, and we will not wait for you to develop moral courage. We will stand up. And I want to end with one thing. For too long, they've remained faceless. For too long, they've remained nameless. We can never allow them to make us voiceless. Your voice matters. Your prayer matters. Your protest matters. Your courage matters. And the more of us that come together and say enough is enough, and now is the time, the stronger we will be. And no one will be free until Palestine is free. May Allah free it in our lifetimes and allow us to pray. Thank you all for coming out. Thank you for raising your voices. And Imam Omar Suleiman will have the last word on today's episode of On the Ground, onthegroundshow.org, Voices of Resistance from the Nation's Capital. He was speaking at the National March for Palestine, which drew up to 35,000 people to the Lincoln Memorial on May 29, 2021. That last group of speakers started with a presentation introduced as part of the Palestinian Youth Movement. You can check out all of our current and past shows on the website we maintain, onthegroundshow.org and you can reach out to us and support us there as well you can also like the show at on the ground show on facebook and twitter and thank you to all of our supporters on patreon.com at on the ground show our new podcast on the ground with esther Averam, is on all your podcast platforms our new podcast our social media pages and website all have a protest sign with green lettering that says on the ground the music we played this hour included Fulti Fusion, including Nadine and Fuad Fulti performing at the National March for Palestine. We also played Free Palestine by A. Bachan, and our theme music is Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. I'm Esther Ivarum. Until next time, take good care and keep raising your voice. Peace. This is Esther Ivarum, producer and host of On the Ground, thanking you for listening and for being a part of our audience. And I'm asking you to please partner with us in keeping alive this independent grassroots news program from Washington, D.C. Your fully tax-deductible donation of as little as $3 a month will help us keep lifting up voices of activism and resistance to corporate power and corporate media. 
So please go to our page at patreon.com forward slash on the ground show. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash on the ground show where we post the shows and bonus material. Or you can see all the ways to support, including end of the year giving and PayPal on our website, which you know is onthegroundshow.org. Thank you.